Hi there. Welcome to Hacker Man Bad, the weekly cloud cybersecurity podcast. I'm your host, Steve Lachance, and joining me today is Jason, where we're going to talk about internal threats. The call is coming from inside the house. Jason, <laughs> thanks again for joining me, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Anytime. It's coming from no. inside the house, huh? The call well, is coming from inside the house. <laughs> the joke. Right, so there's like the old, Which movie like, is that again, by the way? Is that like uh, Scream? Scream, I think, right? Scream. Yeah. Okay. But I was screwing around on Reddit, you know, instead of working. Uh, and one of the jokes That's on working. there, <laughs> one of the jokes on there was like, what's a CISO's two biggest fears? And one was uh, uh, people who work at my company and people who don't work at my company. And it's a terrible joke, but it got me thinking. I was like, how much, you know, how much of the problems that exist in cybersecurity uh, are internal threats? And like, why do they exist? Um, and I don't think Man, it's- human human error has always been the biggest threat to like everything. Yeah. Uh, downtime, uh, security, overrun cost. I mean, like you could probably trace most, if not all, issues or risks back to human error. We're, we're yeah. the problem. <laughs> it's it's, uh, you know it's like it's funny because we think that if the computers take over that like that's going to be the biggest problem which might be true by the way we i don't i don't really know what will happen if skynet you know becomes aware uh (laughs) but yeah uh you know at the end of the day you can trace back probably every single um issue that an organization has to human error, not malicious. It just, that doesn't mean it's malicious. It could be, um, yeah. but for the most part, it would be not non-malicious behavior. You know, uh, the way things, something's configured, right? <clears throat> you know, usually, usually there's the best of intentions and there are usually reasons, but at the end of the day, uh, humans make the most mistakes. And, Vast majority of that is mistake. Uh, somebody on the outside can then take advantage of it. Makes sense. Correct. Right. Well, that's true, right? I mean, you've got the yeah. other side of it, but but there, that security risk might might not be there if it wasn't for the human on the internal side, you know, allowing it to be. Like, I, th- I can't remember. Maybe it was Target. Target was one that, um, you know, the bad actors got in due to some flaw in, I think, the web service web server software they were using. I, I can't remember the exact details, but at the end of the day, it was because they they weren't patching. I mean, there were yeah. there were patches to fix um, that uh, vulnerability, and and humans did not ensure to make sure did not ensure that that it was patched. So mm-hmm. you, loosely, you could trace that back to internal people or processes, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, people design the process are humans and then humans are responsible for making sure that process gets executed. And so if those things don't happen, you can trace that back to either people or process, probably not technology because there was a patch for it. Um, and, and, you know, p- humans are responsible for both of those really at the end yeah. of the day. I, uh, uh... So then the, the question is, you mentioned like vulnerabilities in there, right? And I feel like every week, every day, sometimes you read about like, oh, some X group uncovered 10-year-old vulnerability in major corporation. 
and hopefully you hear about it after it's been fixed and it's like, Hey, congratulations. We're safe now sort of deal. But like that vulnerability was always there. And I mean, and if it's 10 years old, it was like the foundation of like the cloud, like kind of situation. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, so that's an old one, right? When they first installed it, it wasn't a vulnerability. They okay. just let it become one. <laughs> Got it. So there's a component there too, right? Of like, as time goes on, you know, uh, things change rapidly. And so it's not a, there are no set it and forget it moments. You need to keep patching. Well, yeah, I mean, there are zero, you know, zero days, right? Vulnerabilities where it's like when they first discover them. Like, so you could be using a piece of software right now, right? That, that a vulnerability has that, the vulnerability you're talking about has not yet been discovered. So you don't actually know about it. Mm -hmm. So there, so it's not that every single one of them is at the end of the day, human error internally, because you can't patch. But once you know about that, right, mm -hmm. it's then your response. So, so if once you find out about it and whether actually, let me say it, once they publish it, because if you're not paying attention, right, you can't just say, well, I never got the information that that vulnerability was discovered six years ago, right? Or whatever the, right. the 10 year, 10 year piece of software is. Um, so you have to be paying attention to that stuff, but yeah, they're, you know, for, for in that particular case, when they installed that 10 years ago, it's very possible that there were no known vulnerabilities for that piece of software, mm -hmm. but every single piece of software that gets deployed today, if that doesn't get patched for 10 years, <laughs> it will be vulnerable. And some. it's just, there's no, yeah. somebody's going to find a vulnerability. That's why patching, that's why patching exists. How are new vulnerabilities found, though? Like, who's looking for them? Mm, I mean, there's 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 a lot. You know, there's bug bound bug people that do bug bounties. That that's how they make their entire living, right? Okay. Um, you know, like companies like Google and Facebook, they pay people to find vulnerabilities because they know they exist and they know that they can't be the only ones that find them. Yeah. And there are people out there that you would maybe consider. <laughs> they're using their ability to hack to actually help the situation as opposed to the other way around. Right. And so they, yeah, there are people that just, and, and companies like tenacity, you know, if you find a bug, you know, companies like tenacity can be big, can be small, have bug bounty programs. You find one, you get paid a certain amount. So there are people that do that for a living. They find a bug, they privately, you know, uh, submit it to the, the organization like a Facebook, like a Google, mm -hmm. and they get a chance to fix it before somebody with malicious intent, hopefully, right? Mm -hmm. the, the idea behind it is they get to fix that vulnerability before somebody with malicious intent does. So that's one way. Um, you know, there's th that's one way, and that's more, more typical with. Uh, you know, like custom software like Facebook or Google or something like that. The other pieces of software or maybe, um, you know, I think they're discovered in a litany of ways and I can't even think of other ways off the top of my head. But, you know, like the yeah. community that supports, let's say, uh, 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 you know, Ubuntu, right? There's a open, there's a community of people that support that software, right? It's like it's an open source piece, uh, Linux operating system. Those bug bounties could, or those bugs could be found just by the community at large. 
they get pushed, they get updated, you know, when people find them. So, and there's probably a whole host of other ways that, that, that vulnerabilities are found or discovered and then communicated to the, to the popular, to the general public. So, okay. And this all assumes, and we're all talking about, um, like the majority of humanity, which is not a malicious actor or a human being who's interested. Society wouldn't work. Right. If, if we weren't in general, not malicious, right? If you, if you and I were malicious in nature, we wouldn't be able to have this conversation right now without one of us trying to screw over the other one. Right. I I get that. Yeah. There are malicious internal threats though. Even if it's, half a percent not even uh yeah. you know it, it, those exist sure and I, I don't know if they're like of the more genius route or if they're more like milton in office space right red stapler guys like i you know I'll, I'll... i think it's more scorned yeah you know well you know it, it those i would say that's probably rare mm-hmm. i mean you really have it, an internal malicious actor right so this is somebody that uh you, you know, is going to work every day with, you know, to a place in which they're employed, right? Or, or part of, yeah. right? And and yeah. they're, so that that's a different level of character, right? The, yeah. the type of person that could go to work and take a paycheck from an organization while the entire time basically lying about what their intentions are, mm-hmm. you know, that's what maybe... At, at the very least, sociopathic. Oh, that <laughs> I mean, you got a problem, right? For and sure. so, yeah. so I would say th- those do exist, um, and that's why, you know, like an example would be, you know, if you're going to let somebody go, if you have to let somebody go, they're not right for the team. Maybe they shouldn't be there. If they have the level of access, like what we're talking about here, the ability to actually be malicious, you need to have pretty good termination procedures in place to ensure that when that's communicated their access their ability to do that i I just i always take that back to i think most people that would do that aren't the type of people that are day in and day out going into the office with malicious intent something Mm -hmm. happens they get fired they get pissed off they leave the organization the other thing i've seen is if if one person has too much control over everything, actually, this is probably a bigger risk than that. Um, if you've got one guy that has like all the keys to the kingdom, right? You've got one I one cloud DevOps whatever person that has all the keys to the kingdom. If that person leaves, who steps in? Who has all the root account passwords? Who has this? Who has that? I think that's probably a bigger risk than the person that's, you know, purposely because there's at the end of the day, if somebody, if somebody wants to, if, if I want to, you know, it's like if you or I want to go try to get a job at a company that we don't like, but, but that we could potentially get right. a job at because they, right. I get it, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's we could do much. that and we yeah. could probably fool them. That's really difficult to figure out. Right. I mean, that's, but I think what, what it boils down to is if it's internal malicious intent, in my opinion, it's usually because of the result of something happening and that person or that internal employee is acting in the heat of the moment, right? Mm-hmm. It's not pre, mm-hmm. it's typically not premeditated or somebody they just have, <laughs> right. They have too much it's... access yeah. and you don't have enough access when they leave. That's also yeah. happened, right? 
group of devs. I'm envisioning like a group of devs, you know, screwing around and talking about something over lunch. It's like, you know, if we wanted to burn the whole thing down, tic tac toe, and then like two right. months later, somebody gets fired and they actually somebody do gets fired and goes yeah. tic tac, <laughs> and they just don't do the toe part, and then yeah, that's exact. That's that's the point. And so you know, you hmm. have to be very careful about those things. To your point, though, about somebody who has like all the kings to the kingdom, right? Always handed over in good faith. Maybe they even created them, that kind of deal. And maybe the thing, two things are overconnected, right? You've got it on your phone or whatever. And then you like scan that QR code at the restaurant thinking it's the menu. And like, that's your new, like what, who knows what you just did kind of situation. And yeah, whether you're fired a, or yeah, suddenly a, a user is no longer in control of their permissions, that could very well lead to a major concern. Right. I always think about what would they have done before QR codes exist for the menus in the restaurants? Would they have just left USB sticks at the, at the table or something like that? You know, you know like, just plug into a work laptop, and yeah. the chances it is less likely, right. That an internet, I mean, it is, it's still just on, it's not a wise idea to just pick up your phone and, you know, navigate to a QR code. Although to execute something on the web, you probably have to, you know, I'm sure somebody could figure out how to, you know, hack a, hack a phone just based on the QR code, scanning the QR code. Because it's going to be like this. Like, here's the thing. Like, not you and I. If we scan a QR code at a restaurant, we expect to get the menu right away. But most people, if maybe a button popped up and said, hey, click here to see the menu. And once you clicked there, it did something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could, I could imagine my dad. Not to pick on my dad, he's a smart guy, but anybody, yeah, they're not thinking about it like, oh my god, this might not actually take me to the menu, right? It's it's a common phishing scam, just trick trick a user, and in the moment too, because you're usually talking to somebody, and then the wait staff shows up. Hey, have you had a chance to look at the menu? Oh, hang on, yeah, 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 and click it. You oh, I got to click this button to see the menu because I could take. I could just stop by a restaurant, walk by, look at their little QR code placard, go home and make an exact copy with a QR code that goes to my website that looks like the restaurant's website that maybe mm-hmm. has a button that says click here to see. I'd probably give you, you know, somebody's done this. Yeah. Click here to see the menu and have that button potentially. I'm sure somebody way smarter than me could figure out what they could yeah. do with that. Right. Uh, you know, so it is, it is a bizarre thing. So just like that now is like, can't even take a picture with your phone anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so quick recap then, right? Internal threats, you know, they are real, but of course, in the vast majority of cases, they are completely, uh, I want to say like an innocent threat. Somebody's they're, some malicious, fast, they're, not malicious, they're not malicious. Yeah. Not malicious Absolutely. thing. There are jerks uh, and assholes in the world who are going to take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, it's something you need to stay on top of. Always scanning, always looking for the new vulnerability, always patching, allocating resources to stay on top of these things. Um, you know, I'll leave everybody who's listening now uh, to with a thank you for coming to uh, listen to Jason. And I talk about this. Head over to tenacitycloud.com. We've got plenty of educational resources on there. And you can also take a look at a, a free trial for a security tool you might find interesting, certainly if you're on AWS or Azure. 
But, uh, you know, I'm going to sign off with uh, one quick statement. Last episode, I promised a little information around not quite bug bounty hunting, but bounty hunting in general you can do from at home. Uh, U.S. Department of State has got a $10 million reward for any information that could lead to the arrest of somebody on dark side. Dark side was responsible for causing trouble with the colonial pipeline. So uh, if you know anybody out there, or if you happen to work for Dark Side, you'd like to be a malicious internal threat, <laughs> feel free to turn in a buddy and collect your $10 million reward. <laughs> and if you heard it last here, time. give us a finder's fee. You got it. <laughs> Thanks again, Jason. Thanks, no problem. Thanks, Steve. See you, man.